coming up on this week's episode, talking points on Sean Dyche and the two FA Cup semi-finals. It's my turn in the hot seat as Liam is the quiz host this week. More on Wonders of White and Who Am I? So let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. It's Chris here and as always, it's Liam as well. Hello, Liam. Hi, Chris. How you doing? Um, okay. Um, slight disappointment, Champions League last week. Um, but through to the FA Cup final. So, true. I suppose, you know. Anticlimax. It was looking so good. Oh, I, I, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just one of those where you just, I don't think, I think they literally played the perfect game for about 80 minutes. Um, and then when Real Madrid scored, it, it just, it just really, it, it just seemed to just take its toll on the players and they just looked really tired all of a sudden. So, I don't know, I don't know, but, you know, to, to, to get it back to where it was, you know, they did pretty well. So, yeah, cannot complain. It was a real game of it, to be fair, I thought. Yeah, tactically you got it spot on. It was a really, really entertaining game to watch for the neutral, which I was. Um, so yeah, I think you can hold your heads high on that one. So yeah, so we've, um, we'll go over to talking points from this weekend. And obviously the biggest one being that, that Sean Dyche, um, has left Burnley, which I think, I think kind of shocked most people, um, because he, he's, He's, I think he's been there for eight years, I think I saw, um, which in manager terms is, is fairly long. So, um, and he's always, from what I remember, he's always been associated with Burnley. So it was quite strange to, to see that he, um, he's actually left. Um, obviously a few points on this. It's, I, I, I find it very strange how they've done it now. Yeah, and not just waited till the end of the season. Yeah. I think, I think it just it does it doesn't really make the time. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know about you. Why? No, I think they've obviously struggled this season as a whole. If they'd have made this decision at Christmas, I could have understood it. Yeah, yeah. give the new manager a, a January transfer window. To try and get them out of it, which is kind of what Villa had done, and um, Watford did that. I think Roy Hodgson was just before Christmas that he came in. That's the, the, it's the sort of usual thing for a team down the bottom. You know, they sat their manager just before Christmas. Newcastle did it. Eddie Howe's doing really well. Um, but to leave it so late, it, rem- it reminds me a bit of Watford a couple of years ago, when it looked like. It was going to be close, but Pearson looked like they were saving them. And um, they sat Pearson with, what, five games to go, I think, something like that. I'm talking yeah, about it was, it was, yeah. And then lost all their remaining games. Obviously, I know that this weekend Burnley drew, and it's a good draw away at West Ham. But it seems very strange that a manager that's been there so long is really clearly highly thought of uh, amongst the players. The fans yeah. Why don't you just give him the chance to get you to the end of the season to get you out of it? He's earned the right to do that, I think. Yeah, and but um, do you, yeah, do you think with with you know they they do look like the team that are going to go to the third team that are going to go down? But 
surely Sean Dice would would be one of the best candidates to get you back up into the Premier yeah. League, which is which is which is also I I found it really really strange. Now I don't know whether something's been lined up for next season. I don't know. Um, I don't know their sorts of budgets. You know, they've never really like spent huge money in transfer windows, Burnley, and you know. Some would say that they don't play the most attractive of football, but you know they've for the past sort of four or five seasons they've done what they've needed to stay in the Premier League. Um, and they've yeah, done This is a this is the thing. This is the first year where they've really been in in proper danger. I would say. I know the last few yeah. years they've been in the bottom half, but they've always looked fairly comfortable. Um, and like you say, if 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 say Watford did it now, if Watford got rid of Hodgson because they're in a similar position to Burnley, or if Everton got rid of Lampard, Sean Dyche would be the first one on their shortlist yeah. to come in. And I think there's not always a better option out there. I don't know who they've got lined up. It kind of surprised me that there isn't someone in place already because to sack a manager that the Club, he's a, he's a club legend. You would have thought they'd have someone lined up pretty pretty soon, but it doesn't look like they have. There's still no news on a new manager today. Um, so I'm, I am totally confused by it, if I'm being totally honest. Um, unless the only thing I can think of is that he's maybe said to the board, "If we go down, I don't want to stay." And so they've thought, "Well, we'll get rid of him now to see if somebody else can keep us in the league." But I, I can't see him saying. It doesn't seem like they've got anyone lined up right now, and I think they unless that person was going to be appointed sort of within 48 hours of Sean Dyche, you know, leaving, I, I would have thought that they're probably going to stick it out to what they've got and and recruit a new manager in the summer. But you know. It was just, it was, it was just, it's just a very, very strange decision. And, and, you know, most of the, you know, most of the tweets I've seen on Twitter have been sort of in admiration of, of what he's done for the football club and what he's done for the town. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's got a pub named after him as well. So this <laughs> in Burnley, you know, he, he obviously did something right. And, yeah. you know, it's not, what was it, two, three seasons ago, they actually made it into Europe. So, yeah. you know, well, so. I mean, you know, of that size, and like you say, they don't spend much in the summer. Yeah. Normally, the players they do buy a, a British talent. You know, he just, he got, you know, he got the most out of sort of yeah. know, full capacity, really, didn't he? Out of you know, out of players, and he he was he, he never, from what I've seen, you know, from what you hear and what you see on 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 social media, he was never one to complain that he never had any. You know, money. He would always, you know, he always the money that he did have, he invested well. And I thought um, the striker that they bought in January, our V Horse, I thought was actually a really good sign for them. Yeah. He's exactly the player that they that they need. Yeah. Because um, they've always really played with that sort of target man in the middle. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, yeah, and you never liked to trip to Burnley either. I think from, a, <laughs> from an opposition point of view, the fact that he. Like you say, he played. He didn't play the most attractive of football, but the work rate and effort that he got out of the players every single game yeah. was purely down to him, and it was purely down to him motivating the players. 
and getting the best out of them. And you never enjoyed a trip to Burnley. You always knew it was going to be difficult. They scrapped for everything. They'd run further than you would, be stronger than you would, and you always had to find creative ways to win. And I don't know if a new manager could bring that. I don't know who's available that could bring that to Burnley for the, the rest of the season or to get them back up next season. It'll be interesting to see who they go with, I think. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But um, I, I really don't think he'll struggle to find a job. Um, yeah. I, I think he'll probably be linked to a few Premier League clubs in the summer as well. So. I would imagine so, yeah. We shall move on now to the two FA Cup games, the semi-finals at the weekend. Um, we'll start at uh, the Man City-Liverpool game. Um, now, I would have thought that when Pep went into this game, he didn't envisage the first half <laughs> uh, yeah. going as how, how it went, and especially for how uh, the goalkeeper having a slight uh, blunder um, for the for the is the Mane goal, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. Um, really, really poor from Man City, and probably the worst I've actually seen them when I've seen them live this season. Uh, they were just they looked very unorganised, and I think I think the early goal for Liverpool, I think it almost it it took them aback. I think, and they seemed to really really struggle uh, to get into the game and create any real you know, good chances in the first half. Yeah, I think so. And it, it was interesting that I know he likes to tinker and, and rotate here and there, and he likes to keep players fit. They're fighting in a lot of competitions. But yeah. for a semi-final against Liverpool, to play your second-choice goalkeeper, you know, looking at the t- team, I think Ake played. He's not played much this season. Zinchenko has been sort of in and out. Grealish obviously started. Um, Sterling, I think, was up front. I think if I'm Liverpool, I'm looking at that starting eleven. I'm yeah. thinking, brilliant. Let's take them. You know, um, no Diaz. I know he's been injured recently, uh, but he was on the bench. But again, only one change from Guardiola, which we we, we spoke about. Yeah. They played Palace and they struggled, and he didn't change. There was no subs. And yeah, three nil down at half time. I mean, I'm you know I'm, I'm from the days of Mourinho, you know, bringing off the half the squad at half time when Chelsea <laughs> were losing. He'd, he'd make three changes at half time, even but, before half time sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And there was, and, and yeah, one one change to bring Mares on late in the in the game. Obviously, he felt confident that that team could get back into it, but it's I think too little, too late, really. Yeah, so, I yeah, you know. They were. They, I don't know what he said to them at halftime, but obviously whatever he did say, it helped. I'd say in stages. I, I mean, they created a lot more second half than what they did first half. But I still wouldn't think that they were, you know, amazing by any any shot. If anything, Liverpool probably stepped off the gas a little bit and allowed Man City to actually start playing. So, um, but yeah, it was it, it was actually a good game for the neutral and obviously only Liverpool fan watching the first half for them. Um, they definitely exploited sort of like you, like you touched on the, the changes that were being made by uh, Pep Guardiola. Um, but I'm with you on that one. I, I find it strange that to change your goalkeeper, um, I know the goalkeepers probably played most of the FA Cup games this season, but yeah, you know when you're on, you know it, it's not a given that they're going to win all the other trophies that they're still in. So you know they. <laughs> 
you know, now they're out of the FA Cup, you know, they they can still win the league and obviously the Champions League as well, but... And I, I always find it an odd one that... I, I know there's only one goalkeeper on the pitch for each team, so if you've got a number one and, and you're not number one, I know that your opportunities are limited. And I know that FA Cup yeah. teams are a good chance to give your other keepers a run in the side, but goalkeepers don't get tired. Goalkeepers don't run for 10k a game or more. I, you don't need to change your goalkeeper. <laughs> a goalkeeper could play every single day of the week. Yeah. You know, wouldn't be tired, wouldn't be feeling the effects of too many games. So, and this is from somebody who used to play in goal. I really don't like this thought of uh, a second choice goalkeeper coming in. I don't mind it so much like um, Liverpool have Kelleher, and I know he's come through the youth team. Yeah. To give him minutes, to give him a chance, because he's not going to get the experience to sort of take over maybe from Alisson further down the line unless he plays these cup games but Stefan is I think 25, 26 something like yeah, that he's like, and yeah I not, think he's, he's 25 and he sat there on the bench and they used to do it all the time with Caballero and I know that you Chelsea did it all the time That's what I'd say, yeah. <laughs> um, but there, there's no need to do that is there and it, and it just no. the entire defence because the, the person who can see all the play in front of you the person who can tell you where the strikers are, to tell you who to mark, the person who sort of shouts the instructions within that box, if they change sort of week on week, you don't know who, you don't know how they're going to react. Every keeper is different. So yeah. I think for sort of confidence in a defence, it just always makes things a bit weaker. And yeah, it was, um, you know, a gutsy decision to, to keep him in for a semi-final against Liverpool, but I think it obviously backfired with the mistakes that he made. So uh, maybe he'll think twice about, you know, using a, a second. Yeah. So that was um, Liverpool through to another final where um, they're, they're going to lose <laughs> to, <laughs> to their opponents. Um, fingers crossed. Um, so the Chelsea Palace game, uh, we can probably skip all of the first half. Wasn't great, was it? <laughs> um, apart from Havertz being fouled and then getting booked for diving, um, yeah, probably he probably won't want to see that one again because it was yeah. it was a blatant dive. So, uh, um, but second half again, like Man City, they came out and you know they started. I I started to see sort of what I saw against Real Madrid. So you know. You know, the passing was a lot slicker. I actually think Loftus-Cheek coming on um, for Kovacic, who was injured, I actually think... He, I, I thought we actually played better going forward with him. Yeah. And he's... It's a strange one with him, because obviously he was at that point in his career, probably about this time two years ago, where he actually started playing for Chelsea regularly, and it was the same year that he got picked for the World Cup. Um, in, in Russia, it was the same season, and then he had that injury that obviously, you know, cost him a year of his career, and it, it almost like he had to rebuild again to get it to get to obviously where you know he wants to get, and obviously what the fans want him to get to, and that's scoring goals for Chelsea. Mm. And you know, he, I thought he came on, and I thought he was probably the best player on the pitch. I thought when we were going forward, he was 
you know, he was running with the ball really well and he was finding the players, like the passes and stuff. And, you know, it's, it's just good to see him back and, you know, showing, you know, the potential that he has, you know. Yeah, he, I he's a hard influence, I think, isn't he? Because I thought he yeah. had a game against Madrid, actually. I've, I've been a bit critical of him the last few years, but he was one of your better players against Madrid. Um, and he, I think, when I've seen him previously, the defensive side of his game hasn't really existed, but I saw much more of it, especially against yeah. Madrid. Um, so it looks like he's been working hard since he's been injured to uh, to kind of add to his game a bit, and it was really nice to see. But yeah, it was, a, it was a good thing. I know it took a deflection, but it was a good finish for him. And then obviously Mason Mount got the second. Um, and that was through some good work from Timo Werner. He's another one that, you know, he's, he's, he receives a lot of criticism um, from a lot of fans and, and mostly not Chelsea fans. But he, he does put in a good shift. He You know, he, he can be, I know he's not, you know, incredibly great in front of goal. Um, but he has started scoring a few more recently, which is is good to see. But you know he does a lot of the like the dog work, you know, getting yeah. the ball, and you know he he does create chances. Um, and it you know, reminds, he, he, reminds me a little bit, and I don't mean this in a harsh way. Of Shane Long, but I remember Shane Long when he first sort of came to Southampton, and he was at Hull and Reading, and he would just run constantly the entire. Yeah. Game. Putting the defenders under pressure, chasing lost causes, a bit like Vardy does for Leicester, obviously very successfully. And that kind of striker, I know Vardy scores lots of goals, but even if they don't score the goals themselves, they're sort of either winning the ball back, which you go and score from, they're the pass before the assist, you know, because they've just caused so many issues. They're just constantly running, looking to be on the shoulder of the defender. And it's difficult to play against, you know, and he might not get the goals, but I think. Especially the last, I'd say probably since the new year. Actually, he's probably. I think he's he's now sort of cemented because Lukaku's kicked off. He's cemented the the striker spot, if you like. Although he's playing out wide, he's kind of the main attacking threat at the minute. With um, Havertz being in the false ten, you need Werner to sort of keep pushing forward and to keep dragging the team up the pitch. And I think he's been doing very well for, for that at the minute. Well, that's the three that he seems to be going with at the moment. Werner, Havertz and Mount, which, you know, it seems to be working. So, you know, I don't, I don't think there's any reason why he would change it. I know Lukaku came on and, and missed an absolute sitter as well. <laughs> <laughs> he hit the post. Um, you know, he, he looks down on confidence at the moment. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was things, you know, being moved along. Outside, you know, outside of the the, the football, of, about him possibly, probably leaving. Um, I don't, I don't think, you know. Last season, you know, we won the Champions League, um, and we were quite far off the league. And I think, I think he was the player that they bought in, thinking that he was the missing piece of the puzzle, you know, and he was the one that was going to score the, you know, the twenty five goals that we needed from someone. Uh, it just hasn't worked, and you know, I think, I think that's down to him in in some respects because you know he obviously did the, did the interview sort of last October November with you know with that TV company and you know it got broadcast and obviously he hadn't spoken to anyone at Chelsea about it so that and ever since then really he's not really started a huge amount of games. 
Um, and I know Tuchel said before the game he was asked why Lukaku wasn't starting, and you know he he just said that he wasn't fit. You know he's not fit enough to play at the moment. So I I, I don't know. I, I think the thing is the money that you pay for him. You know you're not going to get anywhere near that. So I don't know. It's it's a, it's a hard one because what do you do? Do you sell him for sort of three quarters of the price that you paid for him and then look elsewhere because, you know, it's hard to find a, a decent striker. You know, at the moment you've got Lewandowski and Haaland. I don't see Lewandowski leaving Bayern Munich and Haaland's probably off to Man City. So, yeah, I think so. Uh, hard to find uh, someone that you think will do a better job at the minute. But, I take Benzema at the moment. I tell you that Matt E scored against Chelsea. I'm sure he could do a job for someone. Um, but it's, again, it's these things of like Lukaku was a bit different though because he he had played in the Premier League before. Yeah. For Man United, but he was terrible at Man United. So <laughs> I, you know, and then he's gone to Italy and shone at Inter Milan, and then you know he's come back and. He seems and, to do well in a sort of. Underdog role. I know you yeah. might argue that Man aren't really an underdog, but Juventus have won the title so many years in a row that they kind of were. And when he was at West Brom, obviously scored tons of goals. At Everton, he scored tons of goals, but it, it sort of came without the pressure. You know, when you're at yeah, a, yeah. A, and you're expected to get thirty goals a year, and anything less than that is a failure. Then I guess the pressure's on a little bit more. Than when you're at Everton, where it would be nice if you got 30 goals a year, don't get me wrong, but you know, it's it's not a failure if you get 15, and, and that yeah. pressure off him, I think, tends to get the best out of him, maybe. So, um, yeah, then again, he scored a lot for Belgium as well, so maybe it's not a pressure thing. He just he, he doesn't he doesn't seem to me to be a, a two call signing, I think he's a board signing. Yeah, I, I think he was he was a uh, we need. Uh, 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 you know, yeah, they we need a number nine. Bernard didn't uh, score many last year, so they panicked and bought another striker. Yeah, and it just—he's not the type that suits the way Tuchel wants to play. You know, I was—I was all for buying a striker. I think we overpaid for him. I think that—that's shown now. I, I always thought that that was—it was too much money. Um, but obviously the amount he was actually scoring in Italy—you know—it looked. It looked like it was a good signing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe back to the drawing board on that one. And, you know, I have to see what investment happens, you know, in the summer with, with the new owners. Yeah. So that is it for this week on Talking Points. We will be back in part two with some Wonders of White uh, quiz and Who Am I? Hello and welcome back to part two of View from Sunday podcast. We are going to go head straight into the Wonders of White. And first up is about Cheltenham. My second team. Your second team. They played their 1,000th match today in the Football League. Brilliant. Um, not, <laughs> not one to remember, though, because no. I mean, they were 3-0 they were down at halftime, I think. So, they were 3-0 uh, down after about 15 minutes, I think. They <laughs> uh, didn't go too well from today. So but they, they, they are on for their highest ever league finish, so it's not been a bad thing overall. 
Thomas Tuchel um, is 11 from 11 in progressing through a semi-final. Oh, that's a good record, isn't it? Yeah. So he's he's never lost a semi-final. Not many like, people that can say that. Yeah. And um, next one is about Benzema. Painful this one, but I'll, I'll read it. Uh, Benzema has scored 25 league goals this season, which is the most he's ever scored in a single campaign. He's aging well. I'll give him that. It's like a fine wine. Yeah, he is. He is. I thought, I thought a couple of years ago he, he was out the door at Real. I thought MLS, here we come. But no, he's uh, he's turned it round and fair play to him. I can I can certainly say he's definitely scoring goals. <laughs> yeah. And the next one is 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 about an ex um, Premier League player, Marko Anatovic. So oh, yeah. he's he's actually scored in six consecutive league Serie A games uh, for Bologna, which is which equals a ninety year record that they had. Wow, I didn't realise he was even there. I thought he was out yeah. in China somewhere. Well, he, he caught my eye the other day because he, he equalised against Juventus in the last minute. He scored a goal. Um, and then I saw he scored again at the weekend, and then I saw that he had he, on online it said that he equaled a ninety-year record, which he'll break if uh, if he scores in the next game. Nice. Good for him. He's still going. He was one of those when he went for the money, and now he's at Bologna. Yeah. He was a good player on his day as well. It's, just, it's a sort of shame that he did decide to do that. But well, at the time, he was West Ham's best player. Yeah, he left. Um, but he was another one of those that threw toys out of the pram. because yeah. he was. I vaguely remember. Wasn't he supposed to go? Like he left in the January, but he was supposed to go like the summer before. But I think West Ham wouldn't let him go or something. They didn't. They didn't want him to go to China. So I don't know. Okay, so that was the one as a white. Uh, next up, uh, Liam. I yeah. believe you have a quiz. I do have a quiz. So, as it was FA Cup semi-final weekend, I thought, why not revisit some classic FA Cup moments in a quiz? So, okay. you've got ten questions on legendary FA Cup games coming up. <laughs> so, I'm hoping they're not too difficult. They they span the decades, but I think you'll be okay. So okay, go on then. Are you ready for question number one? In yep. nineteen seventy two, Hereford produced the biggest upset in FA Cup history, knocking out Newcastle two goals to one. But who scored stunning eighty fifth minute equaliser for Hereford to take the tie to extra time? You made uh, that volley that is on all of the FA Cup clip shows. I uh, I I don't I don't know a thought. I know his name's Ronnie, but I, I, it's Ronnie something, isn't it? It is Ronnie something. So I I can't I I have no I wouldn't I wouldn't even be able to guess Ronnie Ronnie Ron Ronnie uh, Ron. <laughs> Ronnie Roddy. It's it's not far off. It is R R. It's Radford. Ronnie Radford. Ah, yeah. Ronnie Radford scored that incredible thirty-yard volley. I just remember hearing, yeah. It's, it's literally 
it's literally the goal that they go to FA Cup goal. Yeah. When they're, when they're when they're doing the like the intro to sort of uh, uh, the FA Cup. Yeah, that's the one. Um, well, so, I was surprised. I knew his name was Ronnie. I just didn't know his last yeah. name. Um, question two. This might bring about some horrific memories. Oh, in, uh, in January 2015, Bradford City oh, came from two nil down to beat Chelsea four two at Stamford Bridge. But yeah. which former Blackburn and Sunderland striker yeah. was Bradford's first goal? The only guy I remember scoring that day was Jonathan Stead. It's probably not even him, but he's the only one I remember. You are correct. It is indeed John Stead. I think he scored twice, if I remember rightly. Oh, I don't know if he scored. I know he yeah, scored. Yeah, I, think, I think he scored the first and the last. But yeah, fair play. Um, yeah, one of the, the more incredible FA Cup games. But I won't dwell on it too long, just because I know it's got some some bad memories for you. So we'll go on to question number three. So one out of two so far. Question number three. In 1999, Ryan Giggs scored an extra time solo effort to beat Arsenal two one. But at which stadium did the game take place? What year was it? 1999. So I can tell you it's, it's not a clue, but there were no semi-finals at Wembley back then. It's they not played a clue. Arsenal. Oh, blimey. I'm trying to think now of grounds. And then he took his shirt off and revealed the hairiest chest that anyone has ever seen. <laughs> I'm trying to think where time is ticking. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm I'm gonna say because it wouldn't have been in. I don't think it would be in London. It wouldn't be Manchester. So I'll just say I'll go down. I'll just say Villa Park. Correct. It It was Villa Park. Villa Park, yes, indeed it was. Scene of her, the legendary goal. The, the um, best goal that's ever been scored at Villa Park. Ever, yeah. Well, the hairiest, the hairiest goal that's the ever been scored. It's just, isn't it great that probably the best goal that's ever been scored at Villa Park wasn't <laughs> by Villa? <laughs> just, you know, sums us up really. Um, two out of three, that's good. So, question number four. In 2006, Liverpool and West Ham drew 3-3 in the FA Cup final. But yeah. can you name any goal scorer that wasn't Steven Gerrard? Because <laughs> we all remember that one, don't we? We all remember that goal, but can you name anyone from else? Either, from either team, yeah? From either team, yeah. Um, you've got four to choose from, because um, Gerrard scored twice that day. Oh, did he? You got four. How about how about the, how about Gerard, the one that nobody knows about that goal? <laughs> <laughs> the other Gerrard goal, no. Yeah. Oh no. So with uh, what, what year did you say? Two thousand and six. Oh goodness me! Oh goodness me! So Gerald scored twice. So two thousand sixteen. Uh, two thousand six. Oh my word! Pretty much the team that won the, the Champions, Champions League. Uh, the Champions League. Against AC Milan, I, oh, I have no idea, and I I can't I can't be confident enough to give a to say West Ham. 
but it probably would have been about the time that Zamora was probably playing. Uh, but then again, I could probably go for Crouch. Oh, I'll just say Zamora. I believe Zamora was playing, but I, he didn't score, put it that way. Yeah. Um, you could have had Gibral Cissé, who scored <laughs> Liverpool's other goal. Um, I'd have given you Jamie Carragher, because he scored an own goal. Um, yeah. Dean Ashton and Paul Koncheski were the other scorers that day. Um, Paul Koncheski scoring a definite cross. I'm just saying it was like 40 yards out. So, uh, well, I, 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 I would have gone with the Gerald goal. Yeah, the other Gerald wasn't allowed. Yeah, the first Gerald goal. We all we all remember that one. But um, okay, two out of four. So a little bit more up to date now. So we're going to 2017. Yeah, Premier League Burnley were knocked out in the fifth round by a non-league team who went on to the quarterfinals. But can you name that non-league team? They beat Burnley one nil after this round. Because they weren't a non, they're not a non-league team now, are they? They're not a long, non-league no. team. It's, it's Lincoln. It is Lincoln City. Well done. Yeah, I, I think they're the non-league team that made it the furthest in the competition. I think, at the top of my head. Um, but yeah, made it all the way to the quarterfinals, uh, and now doing very well in League One. I think so. Um, yeah, it's a uh, good use of the FA Cup money. Um, more non-league stuff for you now. No. Oh. Uh, because they are an non-league team now, but they weren't at the time. But in 1997, Chesterfield and Middlesbrough drew 3-3 in an FA Cup semi-final. But which future Bolton legend and England striker played the full 120 minutes for Chesterfield that day? <laughs> one of the trickier ones. But there's a reason that I put it in, and I'm going to, I'm going to tell, it, tell you now while, while you're thinking. There's a fun fact about this game is that Sean Dyche scored a penalty for Chesterfield in that game. Sure. <laughs> That's the reason why I added it in, but it wasn't Blimey. thinking of for the answer. So, uh, uh, 99. So he went on to play for England, did you say? He did, yeah. So he was a youngster at Chesterfield. Um, and then he went, well, he went on to play for a number of clubs, but he's probably most well known for playing. Uh, for Bolton later in his career and while he was at Bolton he also got in the England side I think he only played a few times or maybe even only once for Eng- for England for England played a lot of times for Bolton I'm still I'm still getting over the fact that Sean Dyche has scored in this game <laughs> I was surprised as anyone looking at um, I was looking at uh, researching the quiz earlier today yeah. I just saw his name on the score sheet and I thought I've got to include it somehow. Um uh, I'm going to say that I have no idea. Not a clue. Fair enough. This was probably the most difficult one. It was Kevin Davis. Kevin Davis filled that day. A very young Kevin Davis who then I think got his move to Southampton, I think, or Blackburn or someone like that. Oh right. And then, um, obviously played and scored loads for Bolton. Um, three out of six so far, 50%, but a strong finish could put you in a good position. So I think you'll get this one a bit more modern now. Who scored 
from the halfway line as Liverpool beat Luton 5-3 in an entertaining third round game in 2006. Liverpool versus... Liverpool versus Luton. It ended 5-3 and there was a goal from... Oh, uh, um, uh, the Spanish guy. Um, um, uh, Alonso. That's, uh, uh, Xavi Alonso. Yeah, I would have given Alonso. Xavi Alonso, who loved a goal from his own half. He was a great player. He was a really, really good player, yeah. He could probably hit a ball. Um, yeah, well done. Four out of seven. Yeah. Uh, question number eight. In 1953, oh, cue the moment. In <laughs> yeah, 1953, yeah. Swanson scored a hat-trick as Blackpool beat Bolton 4-3, but by what name is this final affectionately known as? Uh, the uh, FA Cup final. The the nineteen fifty three FA Cup final. I believe that's what it was called. <laughs> um, oh, there's a name for it. Yes, there is the, a name that everyone remembers it because even though Stan Mortensen scored a hat trick, there was another player. Playing in that game, who? Okay, so it's named name. after a person. Named after a player who played in that game. Okay. Oh, I have no idea. It's... Uh, um, the. The Deutsche Derby. <laughs> I like your thinking. There's been a lot of Sean Deutsche. It was the Matthews final because Stanley, oh, Stanley Matthews, Stanley, oh, right. okay. the best player by a million miles on the day, which you'd be annoyed about if you scored a hat trick. The Especially final wasn't named after you, um, yeah. but as it's Stanley Matthews, I'll let him off. Um, so, question number nine: In 1988, the Crazy Gang Wimbledon beat Liverpool one nil. But what nickname did John Motson give that Liverpool side in the final that day? He actually ended the final by saying the crazy gang have beaten the something. Uh, 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 they, uh, they beat the Liverpool Lions. <laughs> It's the Culture Club. Oh. Crazy gang of beating the Culture Club. Um, not not doing too well on this one, Chris. You need this uh, uh, yeah. 50%, but we're going more modern again, so you've got a chance, I think. Um, Wigan won their first FA Cup final in 2013, beating Man City, but who scored the winner that day? I know this one. I know this one. Seem confident. I know this one. Um, oh, uh, the ginger guy. The, oh, the ginger guy. It's the ginger guy, isn't it? It's a, it is a ginger it's guy. Ben. It's ben. not Sean Dyche. <laughs> it's not Sean Dyche. So the only other ginger guy that I know, Ben. It's Ben something, isn't it? Is it he's yeah. Ben? 
เอาแต่แต่ Ben Watson no you are correct it is Ben Watson I'll put you out of your misery five out of ten <laughs> I did make it particularly tricky this week so well done five out of ten is a solid score for that uh, get ready for next week uh, when we are learning the Uh, the the eighteen eighty nine domestic league stats. Um, no, that was a good quiz. They need to be harder, really, don't they? I just thought I'd add in a few older questions. Um, uh, he won't mind me saying this, mostly for my dad, who moans at me that says football began before the Premier League. So, dad, that one's for you. See if he can get more than me. Yeah, I'll get him to let. I'll get him to let me know, and we'll we'll I'll I'll post my dad's scores every week. Cool. Well, we're going to end on a Who Am I? Now, this is particularly quite easy. Um, and and it like your quiz, it is FA Cup themed, but there, there's a story behind it. Okay. Okay. So these. Uh, the 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 teams that he has played for. Now I am going to not start. I'm going to go from where he finished his career first, okay. just because the first teams that he played for, I think, will give it away. Um, so okay. he finished his career at Derby, right, and before. Before Derby, he was at LA Galaxy, and before LA Galaxy, he was at Roma. Oh God! He oh. was then at said team that I won't mention, and then he was at, before then he was at Palace on loan, and then he was at another team that I shan't mention. He started his career there. Now I can give you some clues. Hang on, so Dar- Derby. They so finished his career at Derby. LA Galaxy. Before that, he was at LA Galaxy. And Roma before that. Yeah. That's quite the career. And he um, signed to Roma from a Premier League club. Right. Okay. I mean, you've gone from Rome to LA to Derby. Not. You're going from. Glamorous city to glamorous city to Derby. What a move that is! I can't tell you how many games he played for Derby, but I remember he played a few. Oh God! I can really... give you a clue. Yeah, go on then. So the first clue is, it was Frank Lampard that signed him for Derby. Oh right. Okay. Okay, that helps me because I think the two clubs that you missed out are two London clubs. They are, and I think the Crystal Palace loan spell was very, very early on in his career. It was. And I think he posed for a photo with the Rome team, where he was standing about five yards away from them, trying to lean in. I think it's Ashley Cole. That's right. Yeah, it is Ashley Cole. Excellent. And do you know the reason why I've chosen Ashley Cole? I don't. 
I believe he is the most decorated player when it comes to FA Cup wins. Really? I think he's won FA. I think he's won eight FA Cups. Blimey! Because I think he won. Uh, he won at least three or four with Arsenal, and I know he won four at least with Chelsea. That's pretty good going, to be fair. Yeah. He was in a hotel down the road from me the other day because um, England under 21s were around, and I think he's coaching them. All right, yeah. I thought I thought you'd if I said if I went in the order that he played, Arsenal and I went Chelsea. from Arsenal to Chelsea to yeah. Roma to Elliot. I thought that was too obvious, so I went backwards. But uh, yeah, well done. That's good. I like that. Uh, and the Frank Lampard thing. He, he yeah, Frank Lampard signed him. I think he left LA Galaxy, and he was without a club, and then. Lampard did the honorary thing of letting him play. I think he did play quite a bit for them. I think he did for a year at least. I think he was pretty regular for them. I want to say it was the year that we beat them in the playoff final, or it might have been the year after, but I seem to remember him playing quite a bit. Yeah. Cool. Right, that's it for this week. Uh, Anything else, Liam? Nothing from me. Okay, so we will speak to you next week.